you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. This is your Tuesday Best Bets episode. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Joined by Jay Money. You can find him on Twitter at Jay Money is Money. Find him in the Action Network app as well. Jay Money, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, can't really complain. Trying to get some cash. Can't wait to talk some NBA with you, my guy. All right, we're going to knock this one out real quick tonight. Uh, AC is off with us tonight, so we're going to go ahead and knock out our best bets for the night. As always, we'll go around, say what our best bets are, and then we'll go through and do the cap on them. What do you got for me for the Tuesday slate in the NBA? You know how I like taking the ugly plays. I'm riding with the Clippers on the money line. Ooh, I like it. I like that one. I like that a lot. We'll get into why in a little bit. Uh, I got two bets for... The Tuesday slate, uh, I grabbed Bucks minus five and a half when it first came out. It's currently at six as we record this on Monday night. I'm fine with it at six. I think six and a half or seven. If this is seven by the time this posts, be a little cautious. Don't don't go as hard on it. I still would probably like it to seven, but after that, I don't want to chase any more steam on it. I don't want to go beyond a point and a half of steam from the opener of five and a half. But if this stays six, I do like the Bucks definitely at six versus the Toronto Raptors. I'm taking the under in Portland and Denver, 233 and a half. As we record this on Monday night, we'll get into the cap for why. Uh, really glad that you chose Clippers as the bet for tonight because I think it's a fascinating game to kind of cap here. So uh, go ahead and give me your rationale, and then we'll kind of add on to it. I may join you on this. Tell me why you like the Clippers plus one on the money line versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Well, I'm sure you like the angle of the day off in L.A., right? The Sixers did just win by one point versus the Lakers. Day off in L.A. facing and a super late night game as well. This is an East Coast team. This is things I like to do as well, especially when they are not really used to playing these type of games as well. 10 p.m. Eastern start here. I see a really super sleepy start um, for the for the 76ers in this one as well. And they struggle versus the Lakers. If they struggle like they versus the Lakers, in my opinion, I really think they're going to struggle versus the Clippers uh, in need of a big win. And don't look now, but Paul George did get upgraded to questionable. I know that he's been practicing as well. I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see them coming to see him coming here to play. And the Clippers really need it offensively as well. They are really struggling on the offensive end. Just struggled up against the Rockets the other day, man, who are the worst. Team 
team, the worst defensive team in the league. But I do think this is a step-up spot for the Clippers. It's also a revenge spot as well. They did lose earlier this year in Philadelphia. It was a real back-and-forth game. They were down in the game. Then they took the lead big, uh, and then they lost it once again in that one. So they've already had experience going up against this uh, Sixers team. I like the Clippers here. And last game of a four-game homestand, um, before they head out on a road for a four-game road trip here. So I think this, the Clippers are looking at this one like this is a a, a, a set-the-bar type of game here to see where they're at. I'll ride with the Clippers here. It's an ugly play. Nobody will want to take it, but I like the Clippers here on the road. I like it. I think it's a great buy-low spot. Uh, so let's start here. Clippers are 11th in transition offense per possession. That's a meaningful number because the one weakness on this Sixers team is that they never get back in transition. It's been a problem for the entire year. Uh, surprise, surprise, you play James Harden and he doesn't like to hustle back and get stopped. So they have a real problem. Their guards are not very well equipped to do that either, right? Like they don't have a lot of guards that are very good about getting back in transition. Tybalt's really the only one that's adept at being able to get stops in transition. You need good guards backing up to stop that transition play. The Clippers, if they decide to run in this game, will have, I think, a high level of success here uh, getting that done. Now, the Clippers don't necessarily run all that often, but they're also not one of the slower teams either. They're right in the middle of the pack as far as transition opportunities per game. So uh, that gives them a little bit of an edge here, which is why my model on matchup, I've got two two projections, uh, matchup and then the power rating. What's interesting here is my power rating makes this Clips plus four, okay, which... Sounds honestly about right. The Clippers have not been good. The Sixers have been really good. Uh, Their top 10 offense defense, all the, like the Clippers are a better team, right? But if we go ahead and we say, all right, it's four. And that's with a manual adjustment for PG's injury. Um, I'm only give PG two and a half points. I think he's that important to the Clippers. Like their entire thing is we need everybody healthy in order for us to be the team that we envision. All right. So that's two and a half. That gets us to one and a half now. So now we're within range uh, of being close to this number it's a third and four for the Sixers as you mentioned I'm just gonna say it like off night in LA we just see this a lot guys get caught LA nightlife's undefeated especially with some of the guys on that Sixers team that we know like to enjoy themselves and as they should life's short you should enjoy it while it lasts coming off a big win versus the Lakers I think it's a good spot um I think it's narrow enough. I'm going to stay away. I'm rooting for you. If I was playing this, I would definitely be on Clippers. I like the cap a lot. It's one of those where I'm like, do I need to bet this game? No, I don't need to bet this game, but I feel I do like the cap a lot for for Clippers uh, plus one on the money line. You can currently get a minus 102. Um, Which way do you think the number goes? It's definitely going up. Like I said, if Paul George plays in this one, don't be a bit surprised to see this close. Clippers minus two, uh, minus three in this one. We see it time after time. Upgraded to questionable. Kind of sort of means he's playing. He's been out for four or five games. He's been practicing as well. The last time I saw him practice, it looked like he could play a game. Play a game, And that was uh, the game right before the Nuggets as well. So that was three games ago. Um, I definitely think the Clippers close as a favorite in this one. I'll be happy to take him plus one or on the money line, uh, minus, 20, minus 102 in this one. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Bucks minus five and a half versus the Raptors at home. Raps on a back-to-back, Bucks on a back-to-back. Uh, Bucks at the win versus the Pacers. Shorter, shorter. you know, they're obviously, um, I think they're in town Monday. The game was in Milwaukee. I don't remember because they didn't bet it. Yes, it was. So it's a home-home. That makes me mm-hmm. like it even more. Um, teams, when they're on this duplex set, when they're when they're facing two, I'm sorry, when they're facing a back-to-back, if they're at home for both games, they kill in that second game. The market is treating it like it's a normal back-to-back if you're home and home, the rest factor, the travels, what matters? I honestly think this. I think teams can play night after night after night if they're able to go home and sleep in their own bed. It's playing the game, get dressed, foreign environment, get on a bus, cramped in a bus, go to the airport, get on a plane, altitude adjustment, you know, cramped on the plane, get on the bus, go to the hotel, get to sleep at 3 a.m. That, I think, is what messes them up. Being home and home, we're seeing this consistently, and I've tracked this trend over the time. This has been a good spot to back them. Uh, Raptors, look, I, I faded the Raptors on Monday. It didn't work out for me. Knicks had a nine-point lead and blew it in the fourth quarter. Thank you, New York. Thanks so much for that. Uh, still had a chance to win in overtime. Couldn't get it done. Bunch of nonsense happened in that game. Jalen Brunson missing a free throw. I feel fine about that bet. I still think Knicks minus three was the right side. And Tom Thibodeau was just like, hey, RJ Barrett, why don't you go box out Scotty Barnes? Oh, that's right. He's like twice your size. That's a problem. Oh, well, just keep doing it. Uh, the Bucks have more size than the Raptors. So if we look at this matchup, what do the Raptors want to do? They want to body you with size. They got big, long wings everywhere. No centers, but big, long wings everywhere. Not a lot of shooting. They are not a three-point shooting team. The Bucks have been shooting in volume over the last two weeks. That's been one of their main adjustments is they're just shooting a ton of threes. They're not making a shit ton. They're at 35%. It's fine for the volume that they're shooting it at, but this has always been like the good parts of the, of the Bucks offense. Giannis, I'm, look, I'm expecting Giannis back for this game. If you want to wait to make sure that he is definitely off the injury report, I don't blame you. I don't think this number thinks that he's out. I think this is the number that believes that he's going to play. Do you agree with me on that? I agree. He's supposed to be in. I saw reports saying he's probable, but the problem is he was probable before uh, the last game as well, before Monday's game as well, and then they announced him out after he went through his pregame. So I'll be honest, I don't like what they're doing. Three straight games, I'm starting to wonder, does he need a procedure or something on his knee? Is he really hurt, or you guys kind of just wonder, uh, kind of just resting him up? But to your point, Raptors went to overtime in that game. A lot of their starters, if I'm not mistaken, four or five of their starters played 40 minutes plus in that one. I know Van Fleet played about 45 minutes. He was already questionable with a back injury. There's uh, there's uh, rumors that someone could be traded here pretty soon. Don't be a bit surprised to see some guys on the Raptors get ruled out here, just trying to keep them healthy um, and probably ready to uh, to get traded as well. So um, I couldn't talk you off the books here. In theory, Giannis should be playing. Yeah, anytime that Jay says he can't talk me off the box, you can assume that it's a pretty good bet because he always wants to talk me off the box. Uh, power rating, I make this six and a half. So I'll tell you, if if by the time we're posting this again Monday night, I do the best I can to give you guys the best information as in advance of line moves. If I'm wrong and this is a halfway number, if this is like Giannis might play, might not, and they move it a point and a half because Giannis is ruled in and this goes to seven and a half, I don't like it. Um, I would still lean bucks based off of a number of factors, like how they're playing, the back-to-back, the spot, et cetera. But that number is no longer as good. Like I got this five and a half. I can't in good conscience tell you to bet it at seven and a half. So 
I like this anything to six and a half. After that, I think you got to stay away. If we wake up on on Monday morning and this is seven, this data is out, this number is outdated, and you should wait to see if the number comes back if the market comes back in on the Raptors and see if you can get a six and a half and see what happens with Giannis. If you're wondering, well, what if Giannis is ruled out, okay, I would wait. Then number will go down, probably a point and a half, right, and that gets us back down uh, to four and a half. I will still like the Bucks there, home spot. Drew Holiday has been playing great. They have enough firepower. The Raptors do not. I will still like them in this spot. So uh, that's my cap on all the scenarios you can get into there. Portland, Denver. This one is not complicated. This number is obscenely high. This is a 233 and a half. My market, my model has done exceedingly well this year on unders. Um, whenever I've had an under, I've, I've had a lot of success with them. I have this at 229 and a half. So we got a solid four points of value on this. I think it actually might go up right now. The mo early money's coming in on the over 54%. So you might wake up on Monday and this could be 234, 235. All the better. Um, Two keys here. One is pace. Okay. The Nuggets are super efficient. The Nuggets do not play fast. They, they play super efficient. They are the number one transition offense, but they don't run. It's just that when they run, they're absolutely scoring the shit out of the ball. They score 1.2 points per possession whenever they run. It's nuts. It's like the highest mark that we've seen in like 10 years. It's ridiculous how good they are in transition, but they don't do it very often. Uh, which is one of the reasons they're so efficient is they only do it when they can really score. Uh, the the Blazers, I think, have played better. I think the Blazers are just out of their class here. And the big thing here is that this number really does a 233 and a half. It really is kind of projecting like either a shootout or the Nuggets are going to drop an atomic bomb on them. The Nuggets have gotten away from their process last couple of games. Jokic didn't play on Friday. They got a grinded out win versus the Clippers, played slow, controlled the pace, got that win. And then versus the Magic, it was an ugly one. They didn't play well in that game, figured out a way to win that game. Um, 233 and a half is simply too high of a number for a Denver team that in the last 10 games is second in defensive rating. They've turned it around on the defensive end. Um, with all of their guys, now Jamal Murray's probable. I think he'll play. Uh, I don't think Bones Highland's going to play, so the bench unit's probably going to be pretty rough. But here's kind of the deal. If Bones doesn't play, again, they will play slower and they won't have as much offense. So they're down a bunch of guys right now on the wing. Uh, so I think they're going to have a little bit of trouble scoring. I think the Blazers are going to have a little bit of trouble scoring versus how the size and, and wing depth of the Nuggets. So I'll say the under 233 and a half. You don't play a lot of totals. What do you think about that one, though? Yeah, I like it. I mean, this Nuggets team, I think more sneakily, the thing about them is they're playing really locked down defense here. And I, I think that's Bruce Brown and KCP right there. There was always the pro their problem, the guard position and the wings not being able to stop the other guys, mainly teams like the Blazers with Dame Lillard. But now when you have those guys, they're locked down. Um, they're really turning around defensively. And in, in my opinion, the Blazers as well, when they played the best is when they're defending as well. So if they have any chance in standing inside this number trying to win the game, you got to try to bring some championship style defense here i like it i could definitely see this being a playoff style type of game um i could definitely see an under here mate you know and you've been catching with those unders man i'm definitely not going to talk you off the total yeah and i'll say again we've already tracked a sharp move in the action network app on the over um one of the things i i track this one immediately because whenever i have an edge of a certain number on the under i want to get it in uh early to make sure but i will say that a pretty successful strategy has been waiting 
and then just waiting for that number to get back up. Cause sometimes the closing, like you want that closing line value. It will matter with total sometimes, especially given the kind of offensive firepower here. So if you're listening to this on Monday morning and you wake up and you're like, Ooh, it's two thirty four now, wait, wait and see if it gets steamed up to two thirty five. These totals will move more than the, than the spreads will. So wait to see if this gets moved up to two thirty five. Um, and then, you know, you can even wait till close. This isn't going to drop to a number that I'll say this. You're not going to lose value on the under by waiting. Like by the time that this gets the tip, this will not have gone down to 230 unless something that I can't predict like Dame's ruled out or something. So mm-hmm. assuming that everybody is, is healthy and good to go here, which they should be with, with two days off or with a, a day of rest in between, we should be good on that. But I would say, honestly, wait to see if this gets steamed up and then take it, get yourself the extra point, point and a half uh, on the under, but I do like still like the under. I will go against the market. It's the only situation in which I, I feel confident going against the market is the unders. It's the only spot that I've been good at uh, in regards to that. Otherwise, I try and be like, oh no, the market moved against me, gonna stay away. That's gonna wrap it up for Best Bets for a Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow with Best Bets for your Wednesday. Make sure to download, rate, review, subscribe, follow us on YouTube, download the Action Network app. Best way for you to track your picks, you get this show along with all the other great shows as the NFL Divisional Round gets started next weekend. All sorts of great stuff. You can track our picks in the Action Network app. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you guys again next time. For Jay Money, our producer, David Payne, I'm Matt Moore. We'll see you guys again next time. Until then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.